Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, everybody. Randy, we're going to talk about the cloud. Oh, so, like, where I store my iPhone pictures? Yes, the uh, cloud services. Uh, nobody really understands the cloud. No. I mean, many have tried, but few have succeeded. But, uh, yeah, it turns out the cloud's alive. I don't know if you know that. Oh, that, I guess I would explain some things, because it, it kind of acts up sometimes. I can't get my files from it. Sometimes I think, oh, maybe it's uh, kind of upset with me. Well, it very well could be. Uh, we're going to talk about the Star Trek Voyager episode, The Cloud, uh, episode six, original air date, February 13, 1995. All right. Let's just dive right in. Well, let's travel back in time, folks. Let's make uh, a slingshot around the sun like in uh, Voyage Home. So it opens up Captain Janeway. She's got a captain's log, you know, as Star Trek shows do. Mm-hmm. You know, to catch you up with what's going on. Um, Janeway is feeling like she's too distant from the crew. Uh, she wants to be more than just a captain to them now that they're adrift lost in space so Mm -hmm. far from home so she tries to visit you know engineering for example and everyone's on edge because they're like oh are we getting an inspection like what's going on yeah they're all kind of afraid of her basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh yeah she's in the galley and uh kim is like ensign harry kim is like hey maybe we should invite her over so she can you know have a meal with us and Tom Paris is like, no, captains don't want that. Captains want to be captains and do captainy things. Right. They don't want to have anything to do with the crew, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, I'm thinking this has to deal with uh, Paris's relationship with his father, because his father was like a well-known captain and admiral. Right, right. Yeah, he doesn't like flat out come out and say... Yeah, I know because my dad is that way and he's an admiral or whatever. But we do learn in um, the pilot, actually, that his dad's an admiral. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't seem like they have the best relationship. Uh, It's kind of interesting that Kim is the one who wants to socialize with Janeway since he's always been about protocol, following protocol. And it kind of be outside of protocol to invite Janeway along. For a meal or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, maybe he's, um, I don't know, maybe he heard how she was really concerned about his well-being and the pilot? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he feels some kind of connection to her? I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to be a nice guy. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, Kim's, a, Kim's a nice guy. He's always thinking about other people. They, so. They've established that Kim is a nice guy. I'm just saying that for a guy who's so straight-laced, mm-hmm. so into following the rules, that, mm-hmm. uh, he wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just associate with your own rank or whatever. <laughs> uh, so Janeway goes into the kitchen area looking for Neelix because she wants coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noted, I noted that Janeway and Neelix have a very friendly relationship together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neelix isn't afraid to speak his mind to her. Yeah, it's very different. I mean, he's clearly not a member of the crew. Um, yeah, he just speaks his mind. Uh, in a way, I kind of, I mean, obviously there's huge differences between these two characters, but Neelix strikes me a bit, like, with the speaking his mind uh, aspect of things, of kind of like a Guinan, where, you know, Guinan would just kind of 
know, say whatever was on her mind to uh, Picard and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially in this scene, he's a very Guinan-esque. He says, you have to set an example about not using your uh, your replicator rations. Right. To make coffee because they're out of coffee, mm-hmm. basically. So he offers up this coffee alternative that Jamie's <laughs> not very interested in. <laughs> but the better than coffee alternative? Yeah. And why why isn't she interested in it? Because <laughs> it has a very gross looking texture. It looks like <laughs> It looks like jelly or something. Jelly, or it's like that really thick chocolate syrup in a can Mm, kind of thing. That's more more accurate. Yeah, yeah, or like use motor oil or something. So It's very thick. It's made from beans or nuts or something. Something Uh, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Space coffee. Space coffee. And it doesn't even look that appetizing when Neelix drinks it, because he ends up drinking it. Yeah, and he doesn't look very yeah, happy he with makes it. Yeah, he makes this, like, really awful face and then kind of likes it. I don't know. Just then, Voyager encounters a nebula. Mm. And it's this nebula is rich in Omicron particles, which they think they can use to, you know, uh, get more antimatter. Because, right. you know, antimatter is what powers the warp drive and everything in the ship. Yeah, so they could get some more antimatter, their energy reserves, as are, you know, mentioned in the intro, that are running low, won't be so low anymore, and mm-hmm. Janeway can finally have a cup of joe. Yes, finally get her coffee. Yeah, everyone can start using the replicators again, apparently. Uh, then the opening credits. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Janeway asks how... Ch- Janeway asks Chakotay how the crew is, because she's very interested in how the crew is doing in this episode. Yeah, I mean, she is super, she's like the total den mother. Uh, Chakotay tells her about animal spirit guides, (laughs) and Janeway is really interested in this. She's super interested. (laughs) Personally, I can't blame her. I've been waiting for this to come up. I've been waiting for... Uh, Chakotay's Native American heritage to be uh, to be brought up and to see where it went. Uh, I knew that there were going to be some moments involving spirit guides, and so I was at this point. I, I'm all in because <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Yeah, they're going to revisit this animal spirit guide idea later. Oh boy, can't wait! But Voyager flies into the I nebula. <laughs> Voyager flies into the nebula. Harry Kim very excited about the nebula. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. Tuvok's like, yo, you gotta keep a straight face on this. You can't, you can't let the other people know that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I kept thinking, oh wait, this is like the future. Shouldn't they be able to use like their comms panels to like text each other, basically? But no, like Tuvok flat out uses communicator to talk to Kim and basically say, yeah, don't, don't let the other junior crew members know. Because it's like basically will freak them out that you've never seen a nebula before. <laughs> but you gotta remember, Harry Kim's an ensign, right? And he just so you know? he is a junior crew member, exactly. And he's never been in space before. So I think Tuvok's just being a jerk. Yeah, Tuvok's really grumpy in this episode. Voyager runs into an energy barrier, mm. and they're like, "Well, we're just gonna bust through this barrier because we gotta get those Omicron particles. I gotta get my coffee." <laughs> <laughs> right, because she keeps going on about her coffee. <laughs> like, you know what's on the other side of that barrier? Coffee. So they get they bust through the barrier, and then we have a little comedic moment when Tuvok says, I don't know what's going on, and 
Harry <laughs> I've Kim's never like, seen anything like this before. And Harry Kim's like, oh, I thought you had to keep on this face for the junior officers. <laughs> uh, the the hole that they busted through closes behind them, so they're mm. stuck in this nebula. We cut away to Neelix and Kess. Uh, Neelix complains that, hey, we've got the ship. We should be trying to head back to Earth. Why is she keep going to try and explore everything? Right, right. So basically, like, uh, the audience <laughs> is wondering right about now. Yeah, it's just, they're like, you should be taking care of your crew, and taking care of your crew means not putting them in dangerous situations. Uh-huh. Uh, but then Kes is like, no, we should totally be out exploring, and to distract you from this argument, I'm going to kiss you. Voyager gets bombarded by objects in the nebula. Yeah, the, the it gets. Uh, I think I wrote down that it gets shot with with paintballs. Basically, yeah, yeah they look like paintballs. <laughs> yeah, something in the nebula is attacking Voyager. Ah, the crew is like, we got to get out of here. Um, let's try to use phasers. Nope, that doesn't work. Oh, they can't break through the the kind of the membrane, right? Yeah, and Chakotay is like, we got to use a photon torpedo, and Janeway remarks. Well, we only have so many photon torpedoes, we can't just mm-hmm. use them whenever. But they end up using a photon torpedo because, you know, they got to get out of there. Yeah, they're kind of freaking out. They have, I think they said they have 38. Yeah. And, uh, and she reminds them that they can't be replaced. Yeah, so that's a nice little nod to, hey, they've got, you know, a limited amount of resources. Mm-hmm. Unless they, you know, come across someone who uses some kind of compatible ordinance. But, <laughs> hey, who knows? Yeah, well, we never know. So they escape from the nebula after blasting a hole through it. Mm-hmm. We cut to Kim. He's fast asleep. Someone's sneaking in, <laughs> sneaking into his room, and it turns out to be Tom Paris waking him up. Mm. Uh, Paris is like, we got to go. You got to check this out. We're going right. to the holodeck. So this is the first time we see the holodeck on Voyager, I think. That's right. This is the first episode where that happens. And I wanted to mention the weird little, like, there's, there's like, kind of this weird bit where uh, Harry Kim is wearing, a like, a sleep mask. Mm-hmm. And, and Paris kind of makes a big deal out of it. Like, <laughs> ooh, is it dark enough for you in here? And then they have to go into this whole thing about how his uh, roommate in the academy would stay up at all hours, uh stay up at all hours studying and so he needed to start wearing a sleep mask and yeah and oh and what is it something weird like it reminds me of being in the womb oh yeah yeah and then he claims that he can remember being in his mother's womb I'm just like uh, where is this going i don't know it's the weirdest aside it was i was like is this somehow related to what we find out about the cloud <laughs> like i'm not sure what that was about but anyways. i don't know mm-hmm. so they enter the holodeck uh, it turns out to be uh, a bistro in Marseille, France. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the bistro that Paris would visit when he was in Starfleet Academy. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to some of the characters that Paris built into this holodeck program, including a woman named Ricky, who mm, he right. says he builds into all of his programs. So I'm mm. sure there's going to be something about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first see Ricky, we get a very... Some very obvious symbolism in the same frame as her is a painting of a woman behind bars. Mm. She is a hologram. She can't leave the holodeck. She's mm. a prisoner. Mm. So something to do with his time in the uh, in the old pokey. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that too. But I was referring, like, oh. straight up Ricky is a prisoner of the holodeck. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Harry's being a buzzkill. He's like, I, I can't drink anything. <laughs> no synth no sin the hall for me. And Wait a second. Paris is like, hey, it's a hologram. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. You'll be fine. Come on. Relax, kid. It's a hologram. It's hologram town. <laughs> we're, we're introduced to Gaunt Gary, a pool player. Mm, right. Played by Larry Hankin. Oh, yeah. He's I thought been, he looked familiar. He's been in a lot of things, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people re- will recognize him from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. uh, where he played the uh, junkyard guy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Torres is examining samples of the stuff that attacked Voyager, hull samples. Uh, she goes to the doctor because there's something organic about it. Mm-hmm. And so we finally get some doctor time. Finally get some doctor time. Uh, the doctor complains to Torres about not going home. Why are we going on all these adventures? So he exactly. agrees with Neelix. Yeah, and the audience <laughs> and things that I said in our first episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the doctor and Torres are working together and Chakotay visits Janeway in her ready room. Oh boy. He's got his medicine bundle. <laughs> They're going to she he's going to help Janeway find her animal spirit guide. And she's couldn't be happier about I, this. She is so ecstatic about this. He he's basically says, you know, oh, this is my medicine bag. Um, you know, this is how I can kind of do my vision thing and talk to my spirit guide and my spirit animal and hey you know i could show you sometime how if you want to try to get in touch with yours and she basically says oh yes like <laughs> let's do this right now like right now we may be you know doing important starfleet getting back to alpha quadrant stuff but sure <laughs> i'm really into this idea like she's got some definite new age leanings i think <laughs> yeah um, so Chakotay explains, oh, well, there was these psychotropic drugs in the past, but we have this device that will get you in touch with your animal spirit mm-hmm. guide. Kind of looks like a Klingon device. Yeah, um, it does. It's like probably a prop from Next Generation or it, something. Yeah, it's definitely not Starfleet issue. So Janeway has her vision of a beach and she's, she's her animal guide. It's the first animal she sees. It's a, it's a lizard. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a gecko or something. And she's about to talk to it when she's interrupted by Torres Mm -hmm. on the comm. Mm -hmm. They have a big meeting. Samples are organic. The whole samples are organic. Oh, oh, wait. Before you go any further with that, I just remembered something that that happens beforehand, which is um, Chakotay mentions to Janeway that uh, Torres is the only person he knows who's tried to kill her spirit animal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, get it? She's she, half Klingon. She's so violent. Yeah, she's so angsty that she's gonna actually try to kill her spirit animal. Anyways, that, that actually kind of made me chuckle. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, but they're really, weird... really pushing that button a lot on this show. Yeah, We're only definitely. six episodes in, and we get it. Torres is a violent person. Yeah, she's angry. We get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they have a big meeting. Whole samples mm-hmm. are organic. Nebula, that means the nebula is not just a nebula, but it's actually a living organism. Mm-hmm. So the cloud is, hence the cloud is alive. The cloud is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janeway feels responsible for injuring the nebula, so she's like, we gotta figure out a way to heal it. 
Right, because they punched a hole, basically, in, I guess the outer, is it's kind of like a nebula surrounding a sort of biological entity of some type. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they burst in, it healed up on its own, but when they burst out, it didn't. Well, I mean, they used the photon torpedo, so. Right, so it was a little different than just kind of pushing through the membrane or whatever. Right. So the Doctor and Taurus figure out a solution using a nucleonic beam to heal the nebula. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while they're trying to do all this, Neelix has a direct line to Chakotay and complaining about the yellow alert because they interrupted meal time. <laughs> oh my gosh. He is like it, it Neelix is so entitled. Yeah. Like, you know, he, you know, just says whatever he wants to any of the crew. He says anything he wants to the captain. He goes wherever he wants. (laughs) He goes onto the bridge whenever he wants. And now he complains about uh, an alert. Yes, he complains about the yellow alert so much so that he storms off to Janeway's ready room and says, Why are we going back to the nebula? I thought we were done with the nebula. And Janeway says, nope, we're going back in. We have to heal it. I mean, we mm-hmm. injured it. We have to heal it. Um, so, yes, it's Neelix acting as the audience again, in a way, mm-hmm. saying, well, why are they returning to Nebula? But Yeah, but he's a, he's a diva. He is a diva. He, he's a total diva. <laughs> so they go, back to, they go back into the Nebula. And they get mm-hmm. under attack again uh, by the immune system, basically, of the mm, Nebula. Right. That's what that is. Uh, Not paintballs. <laughs> <laughs> Chakotay recognizes that it's the propulsion systems of Voyager that are setting off the nebula's defenses. Uh, so he suggests writing the energy currents, a.k.a. the circulatory system of the nebula, to get to where they need to repair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do that. Neelix shows up again. He's got food this time, and he's... Because he calls himself the morale officer. Oh, right. He's got so many jobs. <laughs> and this is like a celebratory snack or something. And weren't they doing something where they were, like, equating what they were doing with the the beam? And they were saying it's basically like a archaic medical procedure called a suture. Oh, we're not quite there yet, but yes. Oh, yeah. not yet. I thought I, I got it out of out of sequence here. Well, okay. it's, it's the next scene, yes. The, oh, okay, the doctor okay. comes up with the solution saying... We're going to use this beam as a suture. You may not mm. have heard of it. It's this right. old technology. Mm-hmm. It's not lasers. It's uh, suture. Mm-hmm. So Voyager is going to be the energy conduit suture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in order to get closer to the hole, but avoid the defenses of the nebula, that they program a probe to distract the nebula's uh, antibodies. Uh, yeah, Janeway equates it to cleaning her dog's wound by distracting it. Okay. Oh, well, you know, if a dog gets injured, yeah, yeah, you have to distract yeah. it so you can, you know, help it out. Yeah, you're that was a call. You're trying that was to... a, yeah, that was a callback that was kind of. Yeah, she's she's a dog person. She, right. She like she loves her dog. Mm-hmm. Just like she loves her crew and animal spirit guides yeah, and coffee. Right. Oh my gosh, she just loves so many things. <laughs> and big hair. Big, big, big hair. <laughs> so, Voyager heals the nebula with these uh, nucleonic beams, then books it. They're like, we gotta get out of here, we're out of here. <laughs> Before we do any more harm. 
Janeway has a captain's log saying, well, we're looking for a way to replenish our energy supplies, but it turns out we depleted them over 20%. So that kind of sucked. <laughs> Moral of the story, basically don't in- investigate anything else <laughs> unless you know it's some antimatter. So the... They're going to go visit a planet that Neelix, Neelix knows about that's about 14 light years away. Mm. So they're on this voyage. Uh, Kim invites Janeway to join him. And uh, we don't know to what, but it turns out at the bistro, the holographic bistro. Right, right. Janeway gets hit on by one of the hologram people. Yeah, he's like the hologram um, gigolo. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, is she says something like, tell me, is she rich or something? Does she have money? And then, uh, Janeway, like, oh, what's this game? Oh, pool. I'm interested in this. Oh, it turns out I'm amazing at pool. <laughs> She's a total pool shark. What does she call the, she calls the pool cue the stick? Yeah. She's like, Chakotay, give me the stick. <laughs> it's, like, it's called and a says, cue, Captain. Uh, oh, right. And, and I, I hit the ball. Into the pockets. Yes, that's how you play. And then, and then she tr- breaks, and they all go in. Yeah, and then wow. it turns out she's amazing at it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and so Janeway's arc is complete. She gets to socialize with her crew. Mm-hmm. And, she got what she needed. and well, Except her coffee. She still doesn't have her coffee. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Well, it's almost the end. She has her little captain's log outro uh yeah (laughs) where she kind of tries to imply that maybe the voyager is going to find its own animal spirit guide (laughs) or some kind of like entity is out there looking out for the crew i mean it's really weird it's like very new agey um i'm just thinking maybe if we were to see janeway's um house back on earth there'd there'd be like a lot of crystals Lots of geodes and stuff. Some yin yang symbols. Yeah, uh, dream catchers. catchers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like all this time, she's super, super into like all because of new age stuff. We just didn't know it. She, I've never seen her more excited than when Chikoti brought out the animal spirit guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I understand that this is a running thing, so it should be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh man. Uh Neelix is the worst. <laughs> oh, you know what? He yeah, I was I was thinking maybe I could, you know, just warm up to the guy, you know, not have him go full jar jar on me, but yeah, he's he between his really like whiny, kinda angry acting in the last episode where you know he was certain he was jealous he was certain you know basically you know when he was in the machine without his lungs that paris was going to swoop in and steal his lady now he's you know second guessing everything the captain does i mean man he's like this petulant little child (laughs) pretty much yeah um the doctor is still the best yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's grumpy lines. too, but I mean, that's his thing. Like, that's just stick. And, oh, this is episode we find out that he's actually based on a real person. Yes, a guy named uh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman, right. Which we'll probably hear more about oh, in the future um, as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. As See, the thing is, as much as I dislike Neelix in this episode, he did bring up good points. Mm-hmm. 
Right, that no one else seems to be thinking about, which is basically, um, you say, well, I mean, I guess they did go into the nebula hoping to find antimatter um, to recharge their energy supply, but, I mean, they are just kind of investigating everything along the way, Mm -hmm. which, if you're talking about require, you know, needing 75 years at maximum warp to get back to Earth, I mean... It's not helping matters. Don't worry, an animal spirit guide will take them back to Earth. Oh yeah, it'll it'll guide them to a, a stable wormhole. But see, back to the Alpha Quadrant. The thing is, the Doctor served the same purpose as Neelix in this episode. Mm-hmm. He says almost the exact same thing, but he does right. it in such a better way. Yeah. So why do we even need uh, Neelix's, you know, kind of crappy, mm-hmm. crappy attitude? But, yeah. I mean, he's there. You know, it's kind of. I just got the sense of this episode. They were just trying to, you know touch push all the buttons or not push all the buttons but like cover all the bases basically yeah we've got to show neelix we've got to show Cass, we've got to show torres we've got to show all the characters yeah they did. we see a lot of uh harry kim and tom paris's relationship uh-huh. we see a lot of torres being angry again uh we see even some chakotay stuff i mean chakotay gets some uh mm-hmm. character development which he hasn't gotten he, yeah he gets a little bit you know i would say probably so far the character that we've really heard the least from is uh tuvok yes which is weird because you know he seems like he could be kind of interesting he's a uh he's a seems like he's like a very by the books um uh traditional vulcan um but it's interesting because he's not a science officer he's a you know he's the head of security and he's like in charge of all the weapons he's basically the wharf of the show but he's a vulcan yeah and like we said uh in the first episode he went undercover Mm -hmm. like Vulcans are all about being truthful or what's, mm-hmm. or what's logical, but I guess going he, undercover was logical. So. He's kind of he's kind of the the James Bond. He's the Vulcan James Bond. <laughs> he probably has this whole other life that we haven't seen. Uh-huh. So maybe we'll see that at some point too. Um, I yeah, I don't know about this episode. I I thought parts that probably weren't meant to be funny were really funny, like the spirit guide stuff. And, um, you know, we've seen the, we've seen this idea of, you know, there being something in space like a nebula or a crystalline, a crystal, you know, a big batch of crystals or something that probably Janeway would love to add to her collection, <laughs> um, or something like that actually being alive. So I was just kind of like, whoa, this is, I've totally seen this before. Um, and then the, the idea of, you know, going in and, oh, the ship's being attacked by the immune system, it made me think of, uh, that old sci-fi movie, Fantastic Voyage, where they mm, shrink yeah. the sub down and go into the person's body, and then I thought, oh wait, it's called Voyager. It's Fantastic Voyager. <laughs> that's my new ep- <laughs> that's my new episode title for this one. Fantastic Voyager. I think it's better than the Cloud. But um, now nah, you know this was just. Uh, I mean, it was definitely. <sighs> I mean, I guess I'd say I liked it better than um, Parallax. Yeah, because more happened, but. At the same time, it's a little bit like Parallax, because Parallax was all about they go into this thing, or they go near this thing, and they're trapped in this anomaly, and they have to get find a way to get out. So, they've kind of had a lot of having to get out of things. At least there's no time travel in this one. True. Yeah, that we know of. <laughs> uh, it it was... took... I actually... Uh, it, it took 40 minutes of my life away. Oh, that's... So. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it was a very middling episode, and I... Uh-huh. And I know that they wanted to do a lot more character development with this episode, or it seems mm-hmm. like they wanted to do more character development. I guess I don't know that, mm-hmm. but it's just... 
they're the way that they're developing the characters isn't necessarily that interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Got any trivia for this episode? Uh, no. I, this episode just didn't inspire me. <laughs> um, you know, there's some, uh, let's see. What can we tell people about this episode? <laughs> Actually, there was a little interesting bit of trivia that I didn't pick up on when I was watching through the episode, uh, which is that Chakotay uh, tells Janeway that he's never shown his medicine bundle to any other person. Uh, but then after they're interrupted, uh, he tells her that, uh, that Torres had tried to kill her spirit, uh, animal. Well, maybe implying that maybe he had Torres make her own medicine bundle first. Mm. And so she still hasn't shown his personal medicine bundle. Hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't show her the whole bundle, but just that device. <laughs> it's like, what? Here, touch this. You're going to freak out. Hmm. Anyway, so now that was pretty much it. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the episode called Eye of the Needle. Ooh. So, is this having to do with suturing something again? <laughs> yes. I sure hope not. Yeah, that's the new theme for Voyager. It's just suturing. <sighs> it sounds like they're going to have to punch through something again. <laughs> How many times can they punch through or punch out of something? Well, hopefully it's more exciting than that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you then.